Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the Saints Against Islam's Assault on North America. Well, welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. Well, folks, I've got a special guest on the program with us today. His name is Dave Bailey. He's a chapter leader with Act for America up in Delaware. And he he has uncovered a threat to our national security. Our ports are being controlled through lease agreements uh, with Muslim countries. And the ties that they have to people that are involved in terrorism is scary, folks. And so I've got Dave Bailey on the radio, on the phone with me here today. Dave, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Now, Dave, you are involved uh, with Act for America. Brigitte Gabrielle is a voice of America that is standing up against the threat, uh, the militant threat of Islam. Uh, She has a background from Lebanon, growing up being a victim of uh, Islamic terrorism for her Christian faith in Lebanon, and she went to Israel and then immigrated here to the United States, and she started a wonderful organization, Act for America. We support what they are doing. I have spoken at many different events for Act for America myself and attend their national conference when our dates work out, that is. And you're a chapter leader. They have chapters all around the country. And if you're not involved in a chapter, listeners, you need to get involved in one. And we have uh, chapters up in Canada as well. We have Act for Canada operating. Now, Dave, tell us very quickly your story. I know that you were a part in the work that you were doing, a victim of 9-11. Start there, if you would. And then tell us how you got started in being concerned about this issue of Islam. Well, to uh, make... To get the short version, uh, I have an organization or had an organization called Education Transfer, and it worked with schools, helping them organize events for their students. And I had a whole bunch of clients out in Long Island. And in the wake of the 9-11 attack, all of a sudden I'd be visiting my client schools and in the main lobbies were all sorts of new photos hanging on the walls of parents and alumni who died that day. It was devastating to the students, to the teachers, to the schools. It was just terrible. And while that is going, I heard on the TV, you know, saw President Bush stand up surrounded by Muslim leaders, including people like Niha Jawad, who, and and he said, Islam is peace. And at that point, that was such a dramatic disconnect from what had just happened. I felt like I could no longer trust our national government to take care of things while I did wonderful things helping students build a better world for themselves. I had to get involved and find out for myself what was going on that drove this attack. And uh, I did a lot of research in the summers because that's when I had time off from my business. And by 2007, I felt like I truly understood things and I could argue with people about things. I knew the issues well enough to sort of respond to various deflections. And I produced a book called Dare to Speak, Islam versus Free Democracy and Free Enterprise, which really investigates all of the issues. And it's available on the web. All you have to do is Google it and you can find it. And 
at that point, I started going out to speak, but I experienced great frustration because instead of discussing the issues, people simply sought to dismiss me because I'm not a, I was never a Muslim, I was never to the Middle East, and I didn't speak Arabic. And fortunately, that's when I found Brigitte Gabriel and Act for America because she was from the Middle East, she did speak Arabic, and she had a very close encounter with Islam that motivated her so she could speak very knowledgeably from personal experience. And with that, I've been very active as a chapter leader for Delaware, trying to get the word out, and that's kind of the background. That's that's what got me going on this, and I have a chapter, and what started my awareness of the Port of Wilmington was a phone call I received on Easter Sunday while I was in church. Okay, so... Uh, so you're in church on Easter Sunday. A concerned yeah. member discovered something in the paper, I think you told me. Um, and, 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 and what's happened? What, what do you know? Well, when she called, she only knew what had come out in the Philadelphia Inquirer article the preceding Friday. So, the, And nobody knew. The, the identities of the bidders for the Port of Wilmington was kept a secret until the Friday before Easter Sunday. She read the article, went into a panic, called me up, and because she knew a little bit about Gulf Tainer, she knew that it was owned by one of the emirs in the United Arab Emirates. And so, uh, you know, I said, thank you. I'm a little busy today, but Monday I'll get into it. And Monday I dove into it, and sure enough, it was everything she thought and worse. What I discovered was that there was another set of co-owners, and they are of the family of Saddam Hussein's top nuclear researcher, you know, working on Saddam Hussein's nuclear bomb. And so these people are not our friends. And uh, I did a little bit more research, and I discovered that Gulf Tainer had, in fact, already acquired a port in Port Canaveral in Hold 2014. On. Let me stop you, Dave, because the Dubai, mm -hmm. remember a few years ago, Dubai... Yeah. tried to buy five of our ports. Didn't we make it a law that they couldn't own our ports or anything like that? We couldn't sell them? Exactly. And so they found a very convenient workaround. And this, of course, the acquisition of Port Canaveral was in 2014. And what they did is instead of purchasing it, which is what was proposed for the Dubai Ports deal of 2006, they're going to lease it instead. In the case of Port Canaveral, it was for 35 years, and what they were proposing for Wilmington is 50 years. And, of course, we all know that if they lease it for 50 years, well, that's completely different from if they own it, right? Even though they can operate it in exactly the same way, do whatever they want in that port with the same kind of control over what goes on there. Okay, now, shouldn't there have been some security vetting if we're going to allow them to lease it? Now, leasing, I agree with you, gives them just the same amount of control as owning it. Right. All right? And actually, that's probably cheaper to lease it rather than buy it. They just want to control it and profit and also maybe bring stuff into our country if they are of that mind. What about the vetting process? Who was in charge of that? What do you know? Well, and this is just it. This acquisition was a couple years in the works. It began while Hillary Clinton was still Secretary of State. Bill Clinton apparently was joint chair of an education program run out of the United Nations with the CEO of Crescent Enterprises, which is the parent organization of Gulf Tainer. Crescent Enterprises, keep that in mind. And lo and behold, 
when it came time to do a national security review, key components of that security review were waived for no good reason. And the problem we face today is because the national security review was waived in many respects for Gulf Tainer in Port Canaveral, that can be used as a precedent today, and that's what I discovered when I started checking things out at the Port of Wilmington. Everybody who's behind this deal tells me when I bring up the national security issue is, oh, we don't have to worry about that because, I mean, Port Canaveral is a very sensitive site with the Kennedy Space Center and a naval base that's nuclear-capable and a nuclear-capable Air Force base there. So obviously, if it was approved for Port Canaveral, it should be just fine for Port of Wilmington. And what I say is, no, we should do a full national security investigation for the Port of Wilmington, and instead of using Port Canaveral as a precedent, and instead we should be revisiting Port Canaveral and doing a full national security investigation of that port as well. Wow. So because they've got security approval, which was waived, never was investigated during the Obama-Hillary Clinton time in government, that should give them clearance for Port of Wilmington. We shouldn't be worried about their security risk and so on there. Now, since you've learned about this, what has happened? You know, because they kept this under the wire. They didn't let us know who's bidding. They found a loophole to control our ports. What's happening now in government to try to push back from what's already developed? Well, at the state level, everybody simply analyzes it from a financial basis. And all they see is money and jobs, money and jobs. What, what I've discovered is that state people just are not used to thinking in terms of national security. When they do the review process, national security doesn't even appear in the process. And that's why everybody is so enthusiastic about this. And I've been saying, stop. <laughs> we need to look at this from a national security standpoint. And in fact, just last Thursday, I went to a joint bond committee meeting and handed out a bunch of information to the representatives and senators on the committee, and they were very interested. But then again, this is not the criterion they're used to using. And so what I expect is we'll have a very difficult time stopping it at the state level. The real battle is going to take place at the national level. And fortunately, Act for America has put out a notice to all of its members and has contacted members in Congress, and they are now starting to speak about this. So, you know, this is the time for us to really push hard to make sure that a full vetting is done on national security at the national level. Okay, so basically, here's Joe Citizen and your, your friends have stumbled across a national security issue that should be in the media, should be uh, an alert yeah. base to our politicians and so on there. Had we not been concerned about this issue as citizens, this thing would have been sneaked through in the night, so to speak, and right. no opposition given to it. But because right. someone had courage to alert people about it, pay attention to these things, be concerned about these things, someone stood up and had the courage to speak the truth and the warning of this, and now government officials are starting to get involved. Is that correct? 
That's correct. And if I, if I have one big message to your listeners, it's that you as one citizen can make a difference. Okay, and now that you know about this, it's important to do your own research. You can discover Gulf Tanner, Port of Wilmington, uh, Hamid Jafar is a good name to Google, and you will be amazed at what you discover. And you, armed with information, can go out and tell your congressman, tell your senator to oppose this deal. Now, folks, that means... We can't just shake our heads saying this is terrible. Someone ought to do something about it. We need to not just be hearers, but doers. You've got to now act. And that's why I like the name for Act for America. Act for America. It's action. And not just listeners, not just concerners, not just uh, moaners and complainers, but actors, people who will act issues. And so, uh, folks, um, pray for our leadership. Speak to our leaders and get them involved, make them alert, and let them know you're concerned about it. you want them to do something about this. This is dangerous. This is foolish. To We said that they can't own it. They've found a loophole. They're leasing our, uh, this is the one, one of the ports that we said they couldn't buy. Now they're trying to That's right. lease it. And Dave? In, in, in fact, with the port uh, in the, Gulf, in the uh, Dubai ports deal, Port of Wilmington was one of the ports they tried for then. This really is the Dubai ports deal all over again, but this time by stealth. They're doing it one by one, operating at the state level instead of going straight to the feds. Well, folks, uh, now we need to act. Dave, thanks for being on the program with us today. Thank you. And listeners, join us again tomorrow at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.